There's something about living in Italy, something in particular about Molise. I rambled out on Molise a lot, but let me tell you a little bit more about it in this podcast. As I said before, it is one of the smallest regions, the second smallest region next to Piemonte. And there's 136 villages and a half and towns, and I have been to see them all. And in time, I will tell you about every single one of them. I'm going to start in this podcast by telling you about the two villages closest to where I live. One of them is Casabotaccio, and the other one is Vucito. And in fact, it's three villages because there's Lupara as well. So there are three villages, a little cluster, if you like. Of the three villages, Lucito is the biggest. It has a population of around 600 people. And again, like most of the villages in Malaysia, the large majority of the population are um, getting on in years. But there is a lot younger population in, in Lucito too, some of which are very enthusiastic about the things that they do. And they are a few entrepreneurial types as well. Um, there's a couple in particular called Cinzia Matea, and they've started a business which is delivering fresh fruit and vegetables, organic fruit and vegetables around the area. These are mostly very locally produced products, so a few of the products come from a little bit further afield, but really not that far away. And as I said, all the products are ecologically grown and biologically, biologically grown, and they are absolutely delicious, and they deliver them to your door, which particularly in this period of lockdown and COVID-19 is, is hugely useful. I've been having oranges from them and avocados and broccoli and heaps of spinach and all kinds of things and eggs and the bread they do as well is really nice. But you're not that really interested in that if you're from outside the area, but I'm just telling you about it because I said it's the entrepreneurial nature which is taking them so far. Chinsia is from the village and Matera is actually Belgian. So he's come to live here with Chinsia and they set the business up and it's going from strength to strength. There are other people in the village too who are also very keen on, on, on new enterprise. Um, there's a, a two, uh, there's a pro loco, like a local social club, and there's also the Alitalia, which is a, which is all which is another sort of pro-loco social club organisation, very keen on getting things going in the village. They organise a, an, an art competition every year and various other activities. There are, so there are things going on here. The village itself has got three churches. There aren't many places in in Italy, certainly, that haven't got a lot of churches. There's the mother church, which in Lucito is tucked down inside the village and you wouldn't even know it was there if you didn't if you didn't see its tower from outside the village it's one of those beautiful green and golden onion towers which can be seen from below the village but when you're in the village it's quite difficult to spot and I said it's tucked down in the old village that church itself has got the most amazing door when you go in and it's got some beautiful paintings as well and it's got a crypt which lights up um and has all kinds of nasty, creepy skulls and things down in in the crypt. There's also uh, another church as well, which is the one that you pass as you drive through the village. That's on the main road. 
as you pass through the village. And there's another chapel which is up on the hill right outside the village on the very outskirts of the village. There's a post office in the village, a little local shop and another little delicatessen type shop too. So there are places to buy your fruit and vegetables and your bits and your stuff in the village if you need to. There's also a little electrical store as well and there's also another store on the outside of the town on the outside of the village, which sells everything you could possibly think of, from cans of paint and nails and that, to, to carpets to put on your floor and packets of pasta and pretty much a bit of everything. So, it's, that's, so that's on the outskirts of the village. The village itself has got several parks, although sadly they're a little bit overgrown and a bit neglected. But the cobbled streets of the village themselves, if you walk down amongst the village, like all the towns and villages, in the area are really enchanting and there's lots of little passageways and tiny little corners and just exploring the village you'll come across all sorts of things. There is a castle that dominates the village too and you can see that as you drive up the hill to the village you can see the vast fortress that that that, that sort of encompasses the village and it grew up what the at the village that you, you main street that you drive up as you pass through the village bypasses the the, the castle going on then up the village out of out of Rochito up the hill and you carry on to uh, you come up the hill and you're actually that's the bit that I love as you come up if you carried on up the hill you would come to another village which is called Chivita Campo Morano which I'll go on, on about in another podcast but if you turn left you go around a sharp bend and then it, you then as you come up the hill you'll see you'll not you turn left and there's a turning that goes to Castle that goes to Castle Botacho and there's a beautiful hillside with olive trees and almond trees, which at the moment are in blossom, like pink candy floss. And um, as you drive along, then you'll come into Casabotaccio. Now, Casabotaccio is a beautiful little village, which is made of local stone, white stone, and so it's very, 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 very attractive village. This this village has really only got just over 300 people, so it's much smaller. There is... As famous woman that comes from this village and she's called um, Olympia Frangipanos, a very strange name. And she had all kinds of dealings in the past um, and was quite a remarkable woman. But I'm going to be doing another podcast all about famous Molise women. So I'll mention her in one of those, but that was Olympia Frangipano. And she she did quite a lot in the village. She had a, she had a, she was a, quite a remarkable woman. There's a lot of, still a lot of remarkable women in the village. There's a, there's a woman locally called uh, Marintonetta and she produces um, biological, organic um, beauty products, like think soaps and creams and things like that. And she does them all in the basement of her house and she sells them locally and they are the most beautiful products. I so said the most wonderful smelling soaps and things like that. So that's another remarkable village, remarkable villager here. As you as you then go along the village, and there's just up the hill, then there's the goes up to to a place called uh, La La. There's a pizzeria called Ginestra, which is a very does some very tasty pizzas, and then just up past that is Santa Justa, and that's a beautiful little chapel in the middle of nowhere, 
that has the most astounding views and actually it says there it's a place of tranquility and peace and believe you it is and I first went I first went there when I when I came to this area many now four years ago and did you hear what the first time I was up there I cried literally tears streamed down my face just because of the sheer tranquility and the sheer beauty of the place so it really is something magical about it there is an old children's home there an old not a children's home an old holiday what was our sort of holiday camp a holiday um, center for children but unfortunately it's been closed for many years and it's really a shame because it make a wonderful retreat that's santa justa now, whichever way you go, if you go down the hill, you come back into the village of, of, of Casa Botaccio, which I said sits on top of the hill, looking down over the valley, and it's a very compact little town, little village, as I said, which is very neat and tidy, and a very, very attractive village with beautiful white houses. Now, if you carry on through Casa Botaccio, you go, you'll come across an open bit of ground, and just along there is um, a bed and breakfast or small hotel called Limorge. And that's actually the name of the stone, which is on the outskirts of the village as well. And that's a rock, because the Morge, the rocks, they're a bit, look a bit almost like a, a protruding tooth sticking out of the land. And you see them all over this region. And that's what this little bed and breakfast restaurant's called. And you can book to stay there. That's the Limorge in Castle so that's Casabotaccio. And then just going down the hill from Casabotaccio, you come to a village called Lupara. Now, Lupara, too, is quite remarkable. It's a beautiful little place. And that, too, is a tiny little village, slightly smaller than Casabotaccio. And that has another, another little castle. They've, every village has got a castle, which sits on top of the hill again on top of the hill in the centre of the village and it's got a beautiful little tower still which is still very much intact and you can see that from quite a distance so that's Lupara Lupara is like wolf like wolf town if you like because Lupo is wolf but actually Lupara is another name for a gun which is a strange word for it actually means like a sawn off shotgun I think or some kind of gun but that's Lupara, and Lupara is, is is another little, very neat little village. When you take the, when you dr you drive through it, but it's got some, again, some lovely little nooks and crannies, and some beautiful cobbled streets, and there's pizzeria there as well, and a bar. And you often drive through and see people sitting sitting outside the bar in the piazza. There's also, as you drive through, there's a there's a. Um, a blind or a, not even a blind it's a it's a it's a curtain a bead curtain up at the up at a window there which has been there obviously a great number of years but it's beautiful because it's actually it looks like an aspidistra plant that's sitting on a table and that's what makes up this bead curtain it's remarkable and i admire it every time i go by and that's on quite an old house as you drive into the village now going down out of lupara you're going to become you'll go down you're going down now down to the Bifernal river but as you drive down you'll be driving through olive grove lots of olive groves and and fruit trees and it's it's just a picture absolute picture no matter what time of year you drive down there 
you might see too is wild boar there's a lot of wild boar down there and i've seen them on many many occasions sometimes if you if you're walking around there you can hear them but often too you might see them especially if you drive around late at night you, you're you might come across the wild boar here further up the hill coming up the other way into luchito one day that was late at night um a whole group of boar crossed the road in front of me and I'd stopped while they all crossed. There must have been, I know, 10 or 12, maybe 15 of them. And I thought they'd all gone and off I set. And then suddenly Daddy came across the road, crashed into my car. Although he didn't seem any worse for wear, but certainly dented my car so badly I kind of just limped home. But... Uh, and I didn't I didn't find out till afterwards. Apparently I should have reported it Um Although I think there'll be more to the case where the hunters could have gone and found where I'd where I'd hit the boar and perhaps perhaps had him for their dinner because boar's quite popular. It is one of the animals that they are allowed to shoot here, and if you're into eating meat, it does make some very tasty sausages. They're very popular here. So again, that's about the wild boar. So again, going sorry, going down from Lupara, you sweep down the hill, then through the olive groves, and it's the most it's a beautiful drive down the hill twists and turns and like all the roads in Molise it does twist and turn a lot I have to say and the roads are not good but it's well worth the trek as I said trek down the down the hill and you go turn and turn and turn but the views as you drive down are astounding and you can look across down to Bifeno Valley and up across to Cascalenda and and the other villages that are on the other side of the hill there on the other side of the valley but as you look down as well you'll be able to see the see the you can see the the bridge or the the that crosses the reservoir too as you drive down towards it, it is just remarkable view. As you go down too, there's there's a house which I used to think was a chapel, but it's actually a house. And on the side of it are two angels, not angels, sorry, doves, painted on the side of the house. Beautiful to see them, absolutely beautiful. So that's as you're driving down the hill from Lupara, right down it sweeps down. In, to the Biferno River which crosses along when you get to the bottom and eventually down to the main road and there you are on the main road which takes you to Campo Basso if you turn right which is the, the regional capital of the area or Termoli if you turn left and it's a long long road which takes you as I said in one direction or the other crossing over the reservoir again beautiful views and that's the thing about Molise is the, the astonish the astonishing views how you see so much in such a small area the the, the olive trees the fruit trees almonds walnuts khaki fruit apples just now all the trees are beginning to burst into blossom and maybe a little bit early unfortunately because we're only just becoming to the end of February when I'm making this podcast so unfortunately the weather turns cold and many of these they might or even get a late a late snow unfortunately they'll be ruined as they were last year uh, and the fruit crop in this area is very poor last year because we did get an, a late snow so I hope that doesn't happen again this year so I'm enjoying sharing Molise with you and I do hope you'll take these travels with me another time. So I'm going to draw this podcast to close. It is actually a short one. So do join Molise, exploring Molise with me again. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Bye for now. <laughs>